The following is a presentation of Morning Drive Media. From the Knapsack Files Studios, it is another episode of Alicia Malone's Film School. Are you ready, Ken? I am very much ready to be your student and learn the ways of fine cinema. Lesson number two is It Happened One Night. Do you know anything about this film? Um, I'm going to go back to the point in the day where you told me that this was the movie. <laughs> yeah. Because I, since then, did a little bit of research. Good. But I'm going to go back to that moment you first said in a text message, oh, we're going to do this one. Have you seen It Happened One Night? Question mark. And I said to myself, oh, what is that one? <laughs> and in the back of my head, I kind of remembered it. So I know that it's very, very old. Yes. It's not just old or classic or kind of old. Or It is very, two commas, very, very, very 1934. Old. Right. I knew Clark Gable was in it. Yes. And that's it. That's it. That's it. Well, it often comes up in Oscar trivia questions because it was the first film to ever sweep the top five categories at the Oscars. Best picture, best director, best screenplay, best actor, best actress. Best pant costume? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Best undershirt or lack of <laughs> undershirt, which we will get to later. But mm-hmm. it held that position for 40-something years until one flew over the cuckoo's nest in mm. 1975, did the same thing. Okay. This is also called the first screwball comedy ever. Okay. It's got great banter between the two stars. Banter? Clark Gable, yes, and I Claudette love, Colbert. I love banter. This is why I think you would enjoy this film. So I was mm. speaking about this movie with JTE, who mm-hmm. said that he had watched it in a film class and he was a bit daunted by it because it's a black and white film. As you mm-hmm. mentioned, it's very old. He thought, oh, this is going to be really boring, and he loved it. And mm. then I thought, oh, Ken would actually love this film too because you are a fan of comedy mm-hmm. and well-written dialogue yeah. and romantic comedy at that. Yes. So I think that this is one yeah. that you'll enjoy. This is where it's all started. So what, what I'm gathering what you're doing to me here in film school is you know I need to eat my vegetables, but yeah. you're giving me kind of a spoonful of sugar to make the medicine go down. That's right. I'm giving you Brussels yeah. sprouts with like a nice mm. sweet sauce on top. I'm, I'm easing you into classics with movies that I think that you will enjoy. Joy. You're crafty. I'm crafty. And then later on, I'll hit you with the more serious stuff. But, right. You know, but for now. Like gremlins. Let's ease in like gremlins, exactly. <laughs> now we'll ease into it with uh, movies like It Happened One Night. Great dialogue, great chemistry between mm-hmm. these two characters. And it holds up today. It's a movie that I watch and, and I still enjoy. It doesn't feel like, although it is, it's set during the Depression, okay. it is quite escapist in, on one hand. On the other hand, it does very much feel like a Depression movie. It speaks about that time. Okay. But also feels timeless because you can always enjoy it. So I always ask these weird uh, questions because I asked it about Bogey in Casablanca. Um, at what point in Clark Gable's career are we talking about here? Before Gone with the Wind. Before. Yeah, so I think this was a movie that really put him on the map as this, an actor. This is kind of 
not maybe the star cementing turn, but the star making turn, maybe? Yeah, he'd he'd done a lot of films beforehand, but this Mm. would be his first big movie, and then he went on to Gone with the Wind. And other than Gone with the Wind, I mean, I'm not personally uh, really familiar with his body work other than he's the legend and icon, and he, to me, comes across as the first, maybe Douglas Fairbanks is the first, like, movie star. That yeah, was, uh, very the, suave, right. debonair, charming. Charming. You're saying there's just a smile on your face. Like, yeah. You, you've been looking for Clark Gable your whole life. Yes. Getting, he doesn't right? exist anymore. He doesn't exist. <laughs> no. Uh, not that little pencil-thin mustache and no. all that stuff. So that's, that's, so that's my so only... charming frame of reference to him is who he is in, in Gone with the Wind or just, you know, Yes, exactly, exactly. With those, are, these are the two most famous films of his. It okay. happened one night in Gone with the Wind. Went on to do some other films later on, including The Misfits with Marilyn Monroe, but this was one of his greatest movies. And Claudette Colbert, she is a French-American actress, right. beautiful girl, and they these two together, just such a great match. I love romantic comedies that have this great banter between the two characters. And just the chemistry. The chemistry. And something I'll be interested in seeing after we watch the movie is whether you recognise some scenes as being quite iconic or Mm. whether you don't even notice them because they have been used so many times in other movies. So you're saying maybe my in-viewing homework is to maybe iconic to the movie itself like iconic Casablanca, in, yeah, I know that scene, I know that iconic line. Iconic in general. You, but in you general. would have seen several scenes in this movie done in several other movies, but because it's become a thing, yeah. it might not stand out to you as something important, this but it is, was the first time it happened. This, I'll tell you all about it after we watch it. Okay, so this is the template. All yes. right, you, you don't want me to reveal too much stuff, you just want me to dive in here. Yeah, and okay. apparently both Stalin and Hitler enjoyed this movie. Really? So I think Knapsack will too. <laughs> Stalin, Hitler, Knapsack. Thank yeah. you. Thank you. My uh, my Russian heritage. Uh, maybe maybe you're right. Yeah. Maybe you're right. Uh, I think my grandfather knew Stalin. So um, okay. Do you um, want to know the basic story, or do you want to just jump? Tell right me into a little it? bit. Maybe fill it in uh, a little bit for those listening. And again, uh, how, how uh, Alicia runs her film school. We're going to talk about it here for a few minutes. We will stop recording, and we're actually going to sit down and watch it. Mm-hmm. Uh, we encourage you to do that too. Uh, the little musical flare-up. That's the time you know to press pause and go watch the movie, and come back and learn along with me, with uh, really the best professor <laughs> one can have. For many reasons, but because most, I bring wine, you bring That's wine, really it, which we have yeah. here, Australian wine today. We got a Cabernet Sauvignon, which, by the way, this... from Barossa Valley in Australia. Okay, it's good, right? Mm. If if Colin Hay hasn't sung a song about it, I don't know it. <laughs> um, but this is passing the test. It's delicious. You, by the way, you're also not just turning me on to cinema here. You're also get, turning me into a wine drinker, which That's right. I'm, I'm not ever going to leave my friend whiskey. But, but yeah, I, I'm determined to bring a different wine every time. I mean, last time you brought the wine, the chocolate yeah. wine. This time I brought it. But I think from now on I'm going to try to bring a different wine each time so wow. that we can experience wine and movies because they're my the, two favorite things ever. This is the best school I've ever been a part <laughs> yeah. of. Yeah. And I know there's some people it's out essential. there uh, jealous. And and also, I want to since the show launched um, uh, at the beginning of the year here, and we've got a great response. It's actually on, since we are hosting this right now on the Knapsack Files podcast feed. I got to tell you, this is easily it's been a top five downloaded episode, cool. and right now on iTunes is the number one. Uh, of my episodes. So cool. So you bring a crowd, kid. Yay! That's what you do. Oh, I just love getting tweets from people and Facebook messages saying that they saw Casablanca because of our episode or that they want to watch it. I just think Mm -hmm. it's so great. Um, So It Happened One Night, Mm -hmm. directed by 
Frank Capra, who also did one of my other favorite movies. It's a wonderful thingy. It's a wonderful life. I do know Capra. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I so know great. trivia, you know. And so it's about a uh, runaway socialite who's played by Claudette Colbert mm-hmm. who meets up with a roguish reporter played by the very handsome Clark Gable. Okay. And fireworks ensue. Did they make remake this movie with Julia Roberts and Nick Nolte? I'm kidding. But, um... <laughs> no, but I think you will recognize several things in the movie that you'll be like, oh, they've used that time and time again <laughs> after this. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So I think that's, that's what it. you need to know. It's part of the Criterion Collection yeah. now. So that is a good thing because it means it's easier to find if people want to, to watch it. I know it's on iTunes Movies. Mm. Uh, I bought it on DVD so that I could keep it for my collection because it's yeah. such a great film. But you can find it easily through the Criterion Collection. Which I'm, I'm shocked. I know you've also changed countries. Yeah. You've moved a long See, distance. I had all these films okay, in my collection in Sydney and then I had to sell everything before I moved to the US yeah. because it is a different region so you can't play it over here. Right, which is I which still don't grasp me. since I've never traveled past Tennessee. I, I don't understand different plugs. <laughs> so now I've got two films in my DVD collection, Casablanca, and it happened. Some one people night. have a winter home with their coats and their slippers, and <laughs> then they have a summer home. You've got a summer and winter movie collection. Exactly, it's fair enough. I love it. So, uh, are you ready? Uh, I am ready for it happened one night. What, yes. What's the studio behind this? Uh, Did you mention that? Maybe I didn't. No. No. Um, uh, Sony Pictures. It says. Oh, okay, Sony. Yeah. Sony Pictures. I was hoping for one of those classic RKO Pictures presents. I know. It happened one night with Frank Capra's latest film. News of the world. (laughs) Dateline 1934. See, this is why I also think you would like it because I can imagine you in a movie like this. (laughs) You to me seem like you belong in the 30s or 40s. Really? Yeah. Wow, I want to know more about that. Maybe uh, gentlemen. I, uh, oh, gentlemen. Gentlemen, oh, okay. and you can do the the old timey voice. Thing. Okay, I just maybe thought you thought I was an old dusty turnip falling off some depression no, truck. No, no, you've got the you got the witty banter. You Thank would you. fit in. Thank you, darling. Let's turn this off and watch this movie. You see, let's pour ourselves some fresh wine and get another slice of pizza and enjoy this picture. <laughs> this is it. Happened one night. So that was It Happened One Night. Ken, I saw you making notes during the film. I made some notes. <laughs> what did you think? Drank, uh, drank your wine that has stained my teeth, but it was spectacular <laughs> Australian wine. Yeah. Um, I really liked it. Yes. I really liked it. Good. Now I, now, I promise to the listening audience, I'm sure at some point there's going to be a movie that I don't like. There will. But as we said before, mm. I'm easing you in. I, you are. I feel like I, I know you fairly well yeah. now and, and your movie taste, so mm. I feel like I'm... I'm getting you in on the on the good easy stuff, and then we'll get to the tricky it's, stuff later. It's not the, the not just that you know my movie taste. I think you know how crazy my brain works. Yeah. So you're finding things that, um, that you know I'd like. Um, so yeah, absolutely, I enjoyed it. What Absol- did you like about it? Um, going in, uh, going into not just this movie but this project with you, I was worried about having to watch these old timey movies, <laughs> black and white, black and white. Um, uh, pacing, you know, I'm just uh-huh. so used to a movie trailer nowadays, you know, in a world, fast cut, fast cut, <laughs> fast cut. And then you watch the trailer for um, uh, P- the Pink Panther. That trailer is like, now here's a scene with David Niven. <laughs> um, 
So I am very, very used to the MTV rock and roll pacing. So exactly. uh, I worried about that. So going into this movie, even more than Casablanca, I was worried because now we're going 10 years even 30s. prior. 30s, I know. Into the 30s. Uh-huh. Um, and while there were certainly some, some we, we're going to make fun of all the words we learned, or I learned, I made, <laughs> yeah. some, made some notes. Hooey, scram, you savvy, you dizzy dame. Um, I want you to use those. I'm going to try to, I'm trying to get those into language. life. Um, scram, you hear Hooey, but um, hooey. I, other than a couple little moments that just again, like we talked about, you're uh, you're always going to be of your time when mm-hmm. you make these movies. You can't, you know, this, especially treatment of women. I feel well, well yeah. a bit of racism, you know, yeah, slight, slight. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I, I definitely learned that. Uh, you know, I can never say I'm going to break your neck. That's something <laughs> I should probably not say to a, a dizzy no. Um But other than a, f- a couple little moments like that, uh, it, this struck me as a very the dialogue. Um, very modern, dare I say, ahead mm-hmm. of its time. Um, yes, the speed in which they delivered the dialogue. We talked last time with Casablanca, and also we, you know, I'd mentioned uh, you know Robert Altman being the first to kind of bring in dual dialogue and overlapping dialogue. Mm-hmm. So this still had that you know talk wait talk wait, but it didn't feel that way. To yeah, me. and so I can really get into the humor behind. Uh, that exchange on the on the bus with the bus driver. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, that was just hilarious. And Clark Gable, other like I said, other than knowing who he is uh-huh. and knowing Gone with the Wind and just knowing you know him having the image of him in my brain, never really been exposed to him. So he was damn funny. In this. You get it? Yeah. He's dashing and he's funny. Mm-hmm. And he holds his own. And very clearly, and I don't say this in a bad way. Very clearly, George Clooney and every ever every Coen Brothers movie he's ever been in exactly is channeling this movie. I think more than anything else. Exactly, I think George Clooney has studied Clark mm. Gable and Cary Grant. Yeah, because he is those guys very and much, and he so. feels like an old Hollywood guy. He feels it, looks it, blah blah blah. But yeah. even I'm thinking like uh, I I love Intolerable Cruelty and even Burn After Reading, and yeah, and. Very reminiscent. Very reminiscent. You've, Especially yeah, early correct. on in yeah. the bus and when you're getting introduced to, to Clark Gable's character, Peter exactly. Warren. Exactly. Then um, That's what I love about this film is the wordplay because the yeah. script is the, the thing that they have. It's basically a road film. It's very simple in its premise, but the back and forth is, is the best part. It is. And the way that they, they break down the words and they get into the nitty-gritty. Mm-hmm. Did you notice the hitchhiking scene, which is the scene I was referring to? Yes, before. and I have seen that clip, and I think so many times. Not couldn't couldn't have placed it in that movie, but exactly. I have seen that clip. Seen that clip so many times, and you've seen mm-hmm. that done so many times. Done, even yes. Even recently in the Sex and the City two movie. Mm-hmm. Oh, I did not. I missed that one. Oh uh, well, but yeah. I did see the first one. Yeah, the first one was actually pretty good, but the yeah. second was terrible. Yeah. But Carrie, when she's in the Middle East, she gets a taxi by pulling up her dress. So it's right. very reminiscent. It's It's been used so many times that you almost wouldn't notice it as yeah. being a thing, but that's the first time it happened in a film, and it was very scandalous for the times, yeah. as was seeing Clark Gable's bare chest. Apparently, after this film... Whew, apparently, after this film, sales of the undershirt declined. People really? People say that the demise of the undershirt <laughs> can be pinpointed to this movie really? because people watched it and they were like, whoa, why do I need to wear like a singlet top underneath my shirt? Right. I could just go bare-chested oh like God. Clark Gable. I, well, I have one on 
Oh, right you now. do? I'm, I'm that's sure. why you belong yes, back there. Yeah, that's right. Um, Apparently, also, sales of bus tickets for women went up after this movie. They let women on buses now? By themselves. What are they going to do? This is crazy, Dane. They're eating carrots and hay, sleeping on hay. Another interesting thing, mm-hmm. the way he ate the carrot while speaking, did it remind you of anything? Well, it reminded me of Bugs Bunny. Yes, and that yeah. is where the animator got the inspiration for really? Bugs Bunny from. Really? From that, mixed with Shapely, the character yeah, that was Shapely. the sleazy guy, because of the way he spoke. So that the fast-talking Shapely mixed with the carrot-eating Clark Gable was very much inspired wow. Bugs Bunny. Alicia Malone's and at one film point they say, <laughs> Yeah, apparently at one point uh, you might have heard it, Clark Gable's character says something about Bugs. Gotcha. And, and at the time, um, and Shapely says something about Doc, like, What's up, Doc? Yeah, 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 I did. Okay. He, he mentions Doc in, in a way like that. So part of this, you were talking about many homages and everything, and very clearly it's a it's the template. It's the, um, uh, I don't like you. I like uh, Oh, I like you. Now I love you. Now I'm going to run to get you. It's the best thing about it, a romantic comedy is the when they hate each other at first. Well, yeah, but it's, it's the template, so I can kind of see... Uh, not see where it's going in a bad way, but like a s- seeing how. All right, this is this is. You watch wh- it now and you expect it, but this at the right. time was very original and fresh. I can, I can get behind that. Back then, they were probably like, "I wonder if these will get together. Will he? Won't he? Will yeah. they? Won't they?" Um, there was um, one of the homages I picked out. Um, <laughs> I'm joking, of course. It's uh, the beginning reminded me of Sleeping with the Enemy. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> she she escaped off the boat. Not this time, not to get out of a marriage, but to get into a marriage. Yeah, <laughs> and then an old lady helps her get on a bus. Yeah, to ride true. to her yeah. where she's gonna go. Get the ticket for her. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure that's exactly what uh, what they intended with but that. It was one of the. It was the first screwball comedy, and uh, mm-hmm. that's why it's, it's so loved. And what I like about it is that it's it's talked about as a piece of art, but it's right. so much fun to watch that it doesn't feel like art, like you were saying before with the analogy of vegetables yeah it is very accessible it's very fun to watch it flies by it's good fun oh absolutely and there's some interesting things that number one it had no score yeah it was it was it was almost like watching a odd documentary um also in terms of screenwriting and how things have changed and how sometimes you know we we say this is a template uh for the formula that would come with Mm -hmm. romantic comedies but the formula of screenwriting is so unfortunately scientific at times these mm-hmm. days. Where by page twelve you have this, by page inciting three. incident, inciting incident, yeah. all that stuff. The the actual real true plot of his intentions was like thirty five minutes into the film. He's like, yeah. All right, here's the deal. I'm going to write a story, and I'm going to you get on the bus and you give me a story. That came so late that would that normally would be early on. True. Now. Yeah. Um, normally you would get into that straight from the beginning as soon as he recognized who she was. Yeah, but we got to get we got like, to oh. kind of meet the character beforehand and get its flavor so I, I liked that mm. um but the score yeah the score I, I, about halfway through i was like what's different oh there's no like overwhelming no it's just the oh. words yeah it's just the words there's no coldplay song in this at the end no coldplay song <laughs> no coldplay song uh, you'd expect a coldplay song called the walls of jericho <laughs> right <laughs> to go with it right um, some great scenes right like like walls of jericho like the the dunking scene, I mean, it's uh, the hay scene, and then the hitchhiking scene that you talked about. There, there's some iconic moments in and that. And we were film. laughing about the uh, extended conversation about piggyback rides, yeah, which was hilarious. Um, <laughs> and what I love, we, I mentioned a little bit in Casablanca, and in, in the first episode here, and, and I always joke that I come off sounding so prude, but I love that you can tell a story, uses dialogue, um, develop. 
these characters develop the relationship and develop their love with not having to re- resort to nudity, mm-hmm. sex, over-the-top stuff. And, and yeah, they fall in love rather quick movie style. Yeah, but I love it. But it unfolds as... As uh, as as characters, not not devices. I, I think exactly. Is yeah, they hadn't even kissed by the time they say they love each right. other. Actually, we don't even see them kiss at all during the film. That's true. Mm. And we were remarking um, that uh, it ends without, without them. them. You just see the walls fall down. You hear the trumpet. But you know what that means. You know what that stands for. And very very scandalous. She's in her dressing gown at one point. I know. In a dressing gown. Yeah. And in his pajamas. This movie. With a blanket. This movie was about the golden age of pajamas more than anything else. (laughs) It was. I want you to buy some pajamas. Silk pajamas with a belt. Really? (laughs) I can see you in that. No. And then get the pencil moustache. That I I could probably do easier than the pajamas. I cannot sleep in pajamas. Gave those up when I was seven, especially ones that have pockets and and belts. Yeah, I mean it's very much of its time, but the same at the same time, it is fun mm. to watch still because of the dialogue, because of the chemistry. Yeah, the chemistry is very clear. Yeah, very clear. And yeah. um, um, I love Clark Gable. Yeah, I, you know, I'm now I'm, I'm more intrigued now. Mm. You're you're, devo- you're you're bringing in these classic actors that I only knew as trivia answers, yeah. and you're bringing Bogart, them alive. Yeah, Gable. Uh, you're bringing them alive into my existence <laughs> here, and that's good. So for for uh, for the other people out there listening who who aren't little old me, what what are some of your favorite scenes? What again? What what do you think? What what brings you back to this movie every time? Uh, I, I, I do love um, the scenes with them in the car and the, the hitchhiker yeah. driver is singing along. I love those that silly moments yeah. that just make no sense at all. <laughs> the piggybacking moment, the the, uh, the hay moment, and then the wedding as well. And mm. the wedding, if the wedding feels familiar to you at all. A runaway bride to me. but I mean, Yep, yeah, similar. similar. Also, Spaceballs. Spaceballs. Yeah. The father says... He didn't want – he just wants reimbursement. He doesn't want the reward. So that oh, was directly wow. from this movie. But I love that moment when she realizes that he, he wow. wasn't out for the $10,000 reward. He just wanted – Great moment. Great moment. What he was what – he, what he's owed or what he spent. But yeah. it, it means that he loves her. And not gimmicky. And not gimmicky and it was a way – And uh, she goes to him. Yeah. I think that would be great. executed very clumsy nowadays in, in, in a in – a, generic romantic comedy yeah i think there it was um it was so real from that peter the character yes uh, i'm just like he's what pretending are you that about? he doesn't like reward. it like, no yeah. i don't want the reward i just want the, the 13 yeah 39 my top bucks. hat my shorts my shirts yeah, yeah. the gasoline yeah. The, the hat that i gave away to for the gasoline i just want what i paid and it was a great moment but i don't want the rest and then when she runs and the, mm-hmm. the train of the veil is yeah ah, i love that that moment for me i love that and the cinematography. I, I mean, say, it's, yeah. it's black and white. It's shot for black and white, but mm-hmm. it looks so beautiful. Now, this is a remastered copy we were discussing. Yeah, yeah. This is a, a new 4K digital restoration. It sound a little different. There was maybe one glitch in editing that you probably can't fix. <laughs> yeah. Um, a jump cut. Again, the pacing... Obviously, this is 1934, so some of the pacing and the editing and and all that stuff is going to change over time. But mm-hmm. but I do I'm okay with uh, taking a little breather. And it held your interest, right? For oh, absolutely. The full 105 minutes. You can tell it's it's holding my interest because I didn't check Twitter once. No, you I only, only use your checked, phone to write notes. Write and notes, and I had to check one work, work email that I could 
thankfully ignore. That's great. So there you go. Yeah. So no, absolutely. Uh, from beginning beginning to end. Yes. It's interesting. It's intriguing. Uh, I mean, we were laughing about all the. I mean, I I could do old timey uh, movie actor voice every day. <laughs> Love it. I could probably do it. I just got. I, I mine goes too comical, like I'm a newsman. So I gotta <laughs> I gotta calm it down and talk like this and learn to talk like See? Gable. Talk like Bogey and Gable. Yeah, Gable. That's what I gotta do. Bogey. Yeah. So great. Yeah. Gentlemen, even though, yeah, there is the, the definite differences in the treatment of women and the placement <laughs> of women in society as yeah. compared to now, mm-hmm. but there is no doubt that Bogart, Gable, Cary Grant, so dashing. Yeah. But there's still some lessons to, I mean, again, it's of its time. But I mean, still the women, like, still she's quite feisty. She's feisty. She's she strong. holds her own. And movie, she doesn't I, like him for a while. Yeah. And the, the opening, even meeting on the bus was great. And too. then when she puts herself out there, and then she feels like it's not reciprocated. Yeah, she's like, "Okay, fine, you're done." Which I think yeah. is very true to life. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I t- but I'll tell you, one of the problems I have, and I'm, I'm sure there's some people um, listening out there uh, who might uh, commiserate with me. Um, movies like this, and the 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 dialogue and the snappy, and and then the the, the growing love connection, all these people, it kind of ruins my regular romantic life, and has for. 25 years because you can't find that in real life because i expect this yeah and even though i've gotten older and realized like when i was 22 i thought well this is just real not that it can't be but but like it's like it's like amelie i've been looking for the real life amelie since 2000 Mm -hmm. you know and um this uh, that i could live every day in that existence on a bus learning like me too. Snappy comment. Here you go. Sassy. Oh, I Me too. Love I you. mean, the witty, witty banter. That's yeah. what you want, right? Yeah, absolutely. Now you, nowadays, you get it on text occasionally, and then you're like, oh, yeah, I might like this guy because he can fire back some he shots fire, at me. Fire back some text shots and everything. But, but. yeah, it's, it's, not, it's not the same. And that's the thing of this time mm-hmm. because it does have a, a lot about the depression with the starvation, the money, and, and struggling. But it's also it's also quite fun and it's it's totally for the time it was it was just an escapist. Yeah, comedy. you would mention escapism. Um, yeah. But the scene with the kid and the mother. Yeah, when she was yeah. ill because she hadn't eaten anything. Yeah, and there's some there's some save the cat moments for Clark Gable's character there that are all the way through the movie. Yeah, where he is kind of a. A little bit of a scoundrel, a little bit of a, a little bit of a Han Solo, a little bit of the a bit uh, out for himself. Yeah, a little bit of that, and then his growth and doing things for for other people along the way yeah. is interesting to watch. I love his sideways so, smile, which is oh, on the cover the, here the, again. The hitchhiking scene, it, yes, it's pretty damn funny. I love it how he's he thinks he's so good. Yeah, he has his three different thumbs that he does that <laughs> kills every time. My favorite he's got, was like the, the one smile. and that yeah the smile and the shake they the thumb and, and the then shake. the long slow one <laughs> and he's like this thumb and then when he tries to hitchhike and we all mentioned it when we we're watching it that he looks at this thumb like it's broken <laughs> like it's what's broken. wrong with this thing and then she goes out there boom boom with the leg the leg. Gets the, well, a little, little gets feminine wiles. It doesn't hurt yeah. to have those. Love you, that. Use them, use them when you got them. Exactly. Um, yeah, there's so much. Uh, yeah, it's it's. Um, you know, my reaction in Casablanca was a little bit uh, deeper. Deep, deeper mm-hmm. in the sense you this p- one's more fun. This is more fun. Yeah, the other one. Uh, but I wanted to to do this one to show you that a film from the 30s can be fun. Uh, that's a very valuable Black and white. lesson. 
fun. But but not even just black and white, but the 30s. The I'm 30s. Telling, but telling. I know that people might see black and white and 30s and think, no, nah, this is too over yeah. my head. No, I like, like. This I, is boring. I got, like, I love. It's not uh, boring. I love Duck Soup. I love uh, I love uh, all, yes. all the Marx Brothers stuff. Um, so it's not that I'm opposed to it, and okay, I haven't been good. exposed to it good, before. Good. But I absolutely go in with apprehension. Yeah, you know what I mean. You think, um, oh god, what's it's going to be? It's gonna yeah. be a little boring, a little That's tough a, to get through. I mean, you've probably heard me say on Schmoes know that I don't. I believe that pretty much any any movie prior to like 1973 doesn't count. Yeah, you know, half there joking, you go. half joking. You can relate to yeah. a movie from the 30s. That was, that was prior to me enrolling <laughs> in Alicia Malone's film That's school. Right? What are you going to do now? You have yeah. to change your whole shtick. When did you first see this movie? In my teens. In your teens. And I, I sought it out because I kept hearing about it mm-hmm. uh, through, like, I read a lot of film books. So yeah. I kept, it kept coming up. And so I thought, okay, I've got to check this out. And so I went down to the, the video store and I got mm-hmm. it on VHS. I always mention this on profiles, but mm-hmm. back in uh, when I was a teenager, every week I would go down to the video store, I'd get seven films for $7 for seven days. And then uh-huh. I'd make my way through them the whole seven days. I didn't go out anywhere. <laughs> I didn't really have that many friends. But hey, I saw a lot of good <laughs> movies. So this was in the classic section. But you know what? It's all coming. It's and all. And they all knew. Yeah. yeah. And the, the video store guys all knew sense. me. Yes. And I'd, they, they'd notice that I'd always get a couple of classics mm-hmm. and then a couple of indies and then maybe one new release. I would pay good money. We're talking ten thousand dollars in nineteen thirty four. Good money to have to go in a time machine and see little little Leash Malone going to the My video stack store. Stack of VHSs yeah. that was quite high because seven of them, yeah. you know, stacked up on top of each other, and determined to watch them all within the seven days. And succeeding, shelling out my seven dollars, which I got from mowing the lawn. <laughs> <laughs> oh, even better! I was, I was, yeah, I saved it all up to to get videos. You're adorable. And That's so adorable. It happened one night. I got uh, at one time, and I loved it. I was sitting in front of the TV, going oh, with my ha- head in my hands, going, "Oh, this is so great! I love this dialogue." Um, so you can imagine, I'm even more disappointed with romance. Even <laughs> disappointed you. for this a while. This is how I grew up. Yeah, I you- grew up in this era in my mind, yeah. and then I haven't been able to find my Clark Gable or Humphrey. Bogart or Cary Grant. You're not riding the or right Jimmy buses. Or Jimmy Stewart. We haven't got the Jimmy Stewart even. You haven't ridden the right buses, kid. No. That's the problem. I haven't. Um, I grew up in the wrong era. The wrong, well, maybe. maybe. <laughs> you, you're, you're, I wouldn't even call you an old soul. You're just a, you're a classy soul. But, <laughs> what, but so going, so yeah, you read your film books and think, uh, I want to watch this movie, but mm-hmm. you sought it out maybe more as to learn of its influence or was it just something about oh curiosity curiosity i i learned to the young age that uh classic movies held a lot for me like i i just learned mm-hmm. really young that it doesn't matter how old it is that it can always relate to you if it's if it's got a good story right so i i was never put off by the fact that it was an old film and i always wanted to give it a go and sometimes yeah sometimes i i read things in film books and i thought i'll go check that movie out and it was boring and i, I didn't okay. like it fair you know? And then sometimes I would come across a gem, and I felt mm. like it changed my life in some way. So, but this or it is, enriched my life, and this is one of them. The 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 glow and the twinkle in your eye right now shows yeah. that I know this. You're I, not lying. This, the smile on yeah. on your face is is ear to and ear. And I don't watch it a lot, but when I do, I just love, love it. it. I love it. But so that I just I would I I would have loved to watch you uh, experience. Go. Right, I'm going to study this movie because uh, all these film books are. Oh my God, this is going to form my existence. This and is then telling my friends my and they're going, what? 
And the friends are going, what? No. Nah, nah, Come on, this is the 90s. We're going to watch Speed. Yeah. Come on, Speed. I'm like, yeah, Speed's cool. Speed's cool. But it happened one night. Clark Gable. <laughs> yeah. You can, see, you can see how my film club at school didn't work. <laughs> but film school here. Well, that's what I'm saying. It's all leading up to this moment. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> I feel like I can share it properly yeah. and have it appreciated for the your, first time. <laughs> your journey, you're going to look back and you're still, you're still a very young woman. You're going to look back and see the path and journey you've taken. You didn't need a social life when you were paying no. for seven movies for seven days. It is funny, days. though. It is funny you to look back. You got one now. It is funny to look back now and go, oh, yeah. yeah. It's all making sense now. Yes. Like, everything was leading up to now. That's what I'm when saying. When I can finally talk about it. But at the time, I was like just the weird, the weird kid the, at school. Weird kid at school with your film school, president of the film club, no one yeah. to listen to. But that this is your journey. And it's gotten to the point where now with profiles and just who you are and your credibility you've built, um, that now people are going to listen. Yeah, now people watch I'm the listening. films I recommend, which they didn't do at school. Yeah. So I'm I'm happy, and I, I'm so I glad mean, that you like this one too. You know, you know that uh, I definitely play an amped up character on the Schmoes No Movie Show uh, with the my grumpy, grumpy and and I'm not I'm not really that. I'm partially that, but I'm not yeah. really that completely to the core. But it is no small feat that you're getting me to watch these movies. Yes, you know that. I like it. And I know you have other students in mind to join the club. We're going to have some other students. Yeah, well, just to, extra. I yeah. feel like there's there's certain members on the team yeah. at Schmoes that could benefit from some yeah. classic films, and I'll tailor it to the to specific them. people. Yeah, but my point they is can come in, but uh, but this is yeah, you're I'm, my number I'm, one student. I'm continuing. I want to learn more. Yeah, I'm, I'm curious to see what happens the first time. You don't like I don't film. like something. Yeah. I'm and I won't hold too. back and I won't, uh, you know, I'll never just say, hey, well, if I hated it, I hated it. But, but good, uh, good. you know, uh, as long as you don't show me Star Trek Into Darkness again, we'll be all right. Um, <laughs> no, it's not on my list. <laughs> but this one, the influence, and the influence is definitely felt, I mean, it is, um, I always call, you know, when Harry met Sally, it's kind of the grandfather of the modern romantic comedy. Mm -hmm. But without a doubt, I would say this one, I mean, is there anything before it that you can think of? No. Because mm -mm. nah. it, it it again is not even, and I get it because um, you know my good friend uh, Lou Santini watched the movie with us tonight, and I do remember him talking about it. And he'd say, "But the dialogue, the dialogue isn't of its time." It is, yeah, it's ahead it, of its, it's time. It's ahead of its time, and uh, totally get that. And that's uh, uh, the story's there too. Yeah, but it was legitimately funny. So it's for, the rapid fire dialogue, and then you saw that in films like His Girl Friday, which is another mm -hmm. one of my favorites. Okay, I haven't seen him. Oh, it's great. Um, it's great. So it's, it's it's one of those like bang, 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 old timey. But even I recently watched The Graduate. How many? Yeah. And this is a uh, you know, I, there's some similarities here. Yeah, definitely. The rush, to, the rush to the wedding, the rush to the end, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Building up to that point because that's just storytelling, and there's sometimes only so many stories you can tell. It's the execution, and that exactly. is this one. The execution of this story and yes. the characters is amazing. You could probably take those two characters and place them anywhere. Yeah. And that's what I like about about classics and, and why I am always uh, saying that people should watch classics is because this is where it started. This is the beginning of it all. And yeah. once you see these movies, then you see the influence on modern day movies. And I think that it makes it, it, it easier and maybe better to read modern day movies once you've seen where they originated from. I get it. Look, man, I, I'm a Beatles fan, you know, maybe not as much as Scott Mance, but it's like <laughs> by 2% less. Um, but really, I'd argue with Mance that I'm right there with him. But, but 
I get angry when people this. If you don't want to listen to the Beatles like I did, that's fine. <laughs> Do you see you, those tweets recently yeah. about Kanye, Kanye discovering and, yeah. a new star, new star in Paul McCartney? But yeah. if you want to dismiss them as what they did to recreate um, the modern rock story, down to they're the first band to put lyrics on albums and all that kind of, and you know Lennon's created for creating flanging the sound of a certain recording technique that's that's where i get behind that so i understand what you're saying yes what you're saying is all right fine maybe maybe you want to watch the star wars maybe you want to go buy a star war maybe you want to see avenge team yeah i get you like bat guy maybe you like captain america winter soldier but have you seen the 70s political thrillers that it's influenced by right because that's where it started. Starting to understand you, Alicia Malone. <laughs> Good. Starting to understand the things that you've been saying. Good. Not I, many people do. <laughs> I've been taking the notes of uh, I like this it. One. Uh, and again, I this um, I really uh, I'm really gonna go grab some. Uh, I have intolerable cruelty. Uh, I need to yes. grab Burn After Reading. Burn After Reading is actually one of my favorite movies, uh, modern uh, comedies. Um, you can definitely see the George Clooney thing, and right? and but I'm saying that in a very, and I want to be clear, I'm saying that in a very like good way. Mm. Like I'm glad he does it, mm-hmm. um, because we don't we don't have that really a lot. That's why he feels like a movie star. Yes, that many other actors don't feel like a movie star like yes. he does. Yeah. Yes. And and he and he and he nailed. I mean that opening scene with Clark Gable talking on the phone to his uh, editor. Yeah, right drunk. away, drunk. But right right away, I'm in. I'm the in. The editor that hangs up, and like you've seen that in many movies now, where someone yes, hangs up okay. and then other yes. people watching yep. and listening, and they're like, "Oh, I'll just pretend that that's what I'm saying." Yeah, yeah, this yeah you're is right. Where it all so there's started. a lot of little tiny things. So I was thinking more big things, global things, and it is the story, the template, and and, and but uh, just little moments little like moments. that. That's been repeated many times since. And any others you can think of on top of your head? I'm, I'm maybe testing your well, knowledge here, but mm, yeah, I no, I can only think of that and the hitchhiking scene, mm-hmm. and then the wedding scene. So if, a few things like that. But I'm sure there's plenty more in there. Yeah, but that's fa- I mean, but with the Mel Brooks thing, that's fascinating down to the mm. uh, down to the line. Mm-hmm. A clear clear ode to it. Yep, and Laurel and Hardy use the uh, the hitchhiking scene as well. In one of their films, oh, I've actually grown up uh, as a young kid. I love Laurel and Hardy. I probably so you've probably, probably seen that vaguely the familiar leg, to the me. Leg flash, yeah, vaguely familiar familiar to me. And you know, you know what modern movies need a lot more of now? What uh, an auto gyro. <laughs> You need to fly fly a whirly bird uh, into not a helicopter, a, an auto gyro. An auto gyro. It's like uh, wow, that was bizarre. And piece. you need a scene about dunking. How to correctly dunk your donut in your coffee because it's okay. educational as well. You had uh, you had mentioned while we watched the movie when we were talking. I think it was the piggyback scene and and. Um, and Lou, Lou brought up the uh, repeating word, which is a, a sign, sign, yes. Jerry Seinfeld does on, on purpose yeah. Um, yeah, for the sake of comedy. Yeah, have compared the relationship between these two characters to Jerry and Elaine. On Seinfeld. And, and the dunking banter. scene yeah. is a very Seinfeld slash Larry David The way they look scene. at the, the minute details in everyday yeah. life. And then you see them in a new new form, yeah. like the dunking scene, dunking like the hitchhiking. It's all about timing. At the time. Yeah, exactly. The piggybacking, the obsession with details. Yeah. I think is, is very much Seinfeld. Yeah. See, you've never had, uh, you know, had breakfast with me, but that's a conversation I would have 
uh, about on breakfast. how to properly tongue yeah, a diner. Or yeah. you know, just stuff like that. I get into that all the time. So there's some definitely a connection I have to that character. Yeah. You know me well, Malone. You're, you're really kind of. Uh, do, I'm, I'm finding my my soul connecting to the past here, and I Great. didn't even know it. Oh, uh, I always saw that about you. As soon as I no. met you, I felt like you you belong in in these kind of movies. That's great. I'm so honored that you think that. I never would have picked that out. And I, and I, I definitely I, saw that. I, I, I'm not saying that some self-loathing men are. I just no, you know, never would have thought. No, that. I definitely yeah. see you of the era of Bogey. That's like I probably see you why right there. I'm not successful now. So I should probably find a way to go. <laughs> DeLorean, back. get a DeLorean. Get a DeLorean. We'll both go back. I'll we'll go, go back, back to the '50s. Go back. I, I Take a train back era. to the time. And yeah, riding a bus. <laughs> just, I, I love, dude, love the marking of time in these movies. Uh, show the rapid onslaught of technology and time yeah. and look i wouldn't trade my iphone for anything right now but but looking at the old times man, yes. i can get it that's like i was speaking with jte for mm-hmm. his podcast about an affair to remember mm-hmm. and how if you had a cell phone or facebook that movie does not work at all because it's yes we'll we'll meet you in six months at the empire state building yes you just be like ah uh, check sorry, status come, 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 come. <laughs> Well, you. There was a few times, and there was a few times that you. I heard you kind of mumble under your breath here um, uh, during the movie that how romantic was, and you mean I don't think you necessarily meant in in romantic love sense, just Mm. an old style. Yes, the nostalgic. Just, romance, just romantic. I, I it's heard, just a, yeah, it's just a romantic I heard your soul ideal. kind of fluttering. That's what I know? love about classic movies that the, the romantic idealism of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, I love the quick turn to the the love. You know the, yeah. that they're just like I hate you, I hate you. Oh, I love you. Yeah, which and is, that I'll do anything for you. Yeah, which is moving. Which is movie love. Any, yeah, but uh, but just the just the, the stakes that they go through for love, like yeah. in Casablanca. Yeah, as well, we were talking one. about when the plane leaves, that's it forever, forever, forever. The, no yeah. Facebook, no to Facebook, check up no emails, and it just no to Facebook me, stalking. A simpler time, and yeah, probably not a better time for women. I think now is much better time for women, but uh, it seems more romantic to me because mm-hmm. because of those stakes. Things were at stake. Mm-hmm. If you if you didn't grab that person and and lock them down lock them. and marry them, then you might not see them forever. I might not have That's done well huge. in that era. <laughs> but maybe I would have. You would have. Maybe I would have. I think you would have been super popular in the Super era. popular? I'm yeah, just, yeah, you would have had pajamas with no. belts. I would have been the first first one to take off the pajamas. Well, you don't need pajamas to sleep. You don't <laughs> take this belt off. Put these pockets aside. But still have the undershirt. The undershirt, maybe. <laughs> maybe that. Uh, from here, Gable goes, when does he go to Gone with the Wind? When is Gone with the Wind? Maybe? Just a 36? year later. 35, 35. Okay. Yeah, so just a year later, he goes to Gone with the Wind. He delivers that famous line. Yeah, frankly, Skylar, I don't give a damn. Exactly. And then he becomes the big star. He becomes Clark yeah. Gable. But he, Oscar nominee, Oscar winner from this, Oscar winner. He did win for this. Prior to this, where did he come from? I'm, gonna, I'm so going to research him yeah, now. Yeah, have a look. Have a yeah. look because I I don't know the I'm complete tr- history. I'm trying to put the, put them into context in the modern day. You know we we get it. Mm. You know where where you know someone um, breaks out. Mm-hmm. 
and and then uh, before that they were you know Bradley Cooper on Kitchen Confidential or Wedding Crashers, and now yeah. he's Bradley Cooper. And then he's yeah, yeah. Oscar nominee uh, yeah. Bradley Cooper. So I, I'm I, I'm fascinated by those moments too in history, whether it be through bands, pop culture. I'm fascinated with uh, the comedy store in the late seventies or Saturday Night Live in seventy four, where yeah. they were groundbreaking and, and 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 did they realize it at the time? Did yes. they look around and go, oh, we're doing something special, or they just can't get it? And you know, during the you know this era, Clark Gable is not he had no idea he'd be Clark Gable yeah because apparently after this film after making this movie Claudette she said to someone I just made the worst film of all time really and then it did really well people loved it audiences loved it and then it got nominated for the awards and then it won do you five think, Oscars do you think it because it was so maybe different from what the other things were yeah going I on? think so that she just wasn't sure how it would how we were talking react about to dunking it. Yeah. Piggyback rides. What, what is this? I stuck my leg out. I'm going to be branded a harlot in this town. I was sharing a room and we right. weren't married. Yeah. We just had a blanket between us. Like, that's it's, shocking. I mean, this is 34. In the 50s, married couples on TV all the way up through even the 70s had separate bedrooms or separate beds, you yeah, know? Yeah, to share a room and pretend that you're married. Yeah. Whew. Shenanigans. They're married. I saw the license myself. Yeah. Um, and why do you think... Sorry, bring this back to me. I'm an, I'm, I'm an a-hole. Um, Tell me why you think this. <laughs> why do you think I should smoke a pipe? Oh, because I think, I think you would look good with a pipe. Gable, Gable, folks, Gable brings a pipe out at some point, and Alicia looks at me and goes, I think you should smoke a pipe. <laughs> I think you should. I think it would complete your look. I think it would go really well. You could do it real classy. My grandfather smoked one for a while. I mean, I'm not saying it's good for your health. <laughs> no, I know that. We do not condone that. We do not I, condone my that. My grandfather had one. It looks awesome. <laughs> and I remember grabbing one of his off the shelf, and I was like nine or ten down at Anaheim visiting, and I, you know, I'm trying to pack it and all this stuff, like pretending, <laughs> yeah. you know. See, not many people could pull off a pipe. I don't in this think day so. and age, but I think you could. Yeah, I'm, I don't live in Silver Lake and have a lumberjack <laughs> shirt on. No, those guys might try but you're, it. But you're a classy it. gentleman in your suit, and you could totally just, have a pipe. It just was. It was a great moment. <laughs> you should smoke a pipe. What? <laughs> you should do that. What? What are you talking about? And Take everyone, of course, up. everyone, of course, smokes in this movie, which is uh, times, yeah, in bed, times that they change. Smoking in the bars. Yeah. I'm sure at some point it'll be like, and these these idiots microwaved their food. Do you believe that? You know, <laughs> yeah, I'm sure exactly. we had that, but um, <laughs> but the smoking was, uh, it was in bed. Clark Abel sitting up in bed with with his pajamas, smoking as he's going to bed, know, and thinking, "Well, this movie was definitely made in the 30s." Yeah, the sheets <laughs> must stink. Yeah, yeah, not good. Not good. But yeah, very much of its time, but at the same okay. time, fantastic and and timeless. It it and happened relatable. one night. This uh, was a uh, very fun experience again. Where, where, are we going, where are we going next, Alicia? Do well, we know? Because last time we I said mean, I Godfather. Know Godfather. But I, I'm trying to think of movies that maybe a lot of people haven't seen that they should have. Like It Happened One Night. It should uh, have, yeah. in my opinion, I must say. Yeah. In my film club, like ranty, Tracy Flick opinion. You should have seen those movies. But yeah, I'm just trying to think yeah, of movies yeah. that... Yeah. Uh, iconic, but not maybe people haven't gotten around that's a to seeing. That's great. Where I feel like a lot of people seeing Godfather will definitely will get to Godfather, but um, I was thinking I can, for the I could wait on Godfather. Yeah, I mean you you will love it. I promise you. you okay, you will really love it because it's a great uh, okay. great story. 
Okay, but I think but a lot of people have wait. seen it, yeah. and I'd love to educate them on other films that they might not have seen. So I was yeah. actually talking to Cobster mm-hmm. about Strangers on a Train, the Hitchcock Re- movie. Which is about to be remade by Affleck exactly. and company from uh, David Fincher. David Fincher. So uh, before it's remade, I thought we should revisit the original and, and, you bring and see Cobster why. And that. I'll bring Cobster in as, the, as mm-hmm. our second student. Okay. Yeah, that could a be fun. second student. Schedule that. Schedule. Why don't you schedule that? Oh, schedule that. Schedule yeah. that. Um, <laughs> all right, great. Well, uh, I don't want to keep you too late. You were the hardest working woman in showbiz. Oh, this you, isn't work. You Stop just it. did what six, seven straight days in Sundance. Yes. Um, partied all night. No, <laughs> no. Worked, worked late. <laughs> Didn't get any parties. Uh, this. I'm late. You worked for AMC Independent with Amy Rose Eisenbach, and then you, you. I noticed at one point you did your own videos from your room yeah yeah that's right and i remember i wanted to text you go to bed or go to a party <laughs> i think you know me by now ken and you yeah. know that this is what i do this is what i did when i was a kid it's not work this is just what i would do it's true anyway that's true so it does i don't feel like i'm working i feel like i am this is what i would do this is my ideal friday night are you killing me that's, like this is that's it. true yeah if, if we weren't recording this right now this would be my friday night is watching this home, movie but just by myself so at least a, i'm with someone with an entire <laughs> bottle of wine exactly by yourself myself. that's yeah. the only negative is you had to share the wine tonight exactly it's probably healthier that's good then i don't feel as guilty no. um but it's been a thrill to help uh we're starting the show out and again <laughs> right now the show's on the knapsack files podcast feed which you can uh, find on itunes and subscribe right and review there yes. and it's on stitcher um we might be airing some of these on the uh, Schmoes No Podcast YouTube channel. Yeah. We'll, we'll be doing that. I think that'd be interesting. Um, but again, if you subscribe now to the Napsack Files, you get a bunch of different things and stuff, uh, more stuff coming. So this is the current home. And, and I, I I believe by the end of the year, we'll, we'll we'll have to have that phone conversation where we're like, let's move it to its own thing. Awesome. Um, because the reaction to the first one was so not it. it, it uh, I'm so proud of you because it, the reaction was exactly what in your heart you yes. knew you wanted. Yes. Which is people going oh yeah let me let me learn let me learn from this exactly and and you shared the gift of cinema yeah bringing it back to my teenage self it's like oh people finally understand me <laughs> it only took <laughs> you 20 years or so exactly. to get there uh, so but yeah that's that it means a lot uh it means a lot for me to help you bring oh, this means to the so world much to me and, that people like it and for you to uh take the time to take me under your wing and slap me on the head and say it's time to watch some good movies you star war um enough with your game of thrones you and Marge should stop watching that and start watching this no watch both okay oh you're so sweet for letting me watch both um so uh, if you want to join the conversation and i hope a lot of you said that you did with episode one that you followed along that you listened stopped watched the movie and then rejoined okay. uh i absolutely loved it happened one night I, I absolutely was moved by casablanca so so far we're two for two great uh, we'll see what happens when we go three for four yes and see if you still invite me uh, into the film school for the next one um <laughs> might but, just get angry and start might. knocking things over yeah um but you can join the conversation by following both of us on twitter at ken napsack and at alicia malone and tell them about all the wonderful other things you do alicia oh so many wonderful things well of course you can see me on profiles every week on the popcorn talk network you can also see me on amc movie news especially amc independent which i co-host every week and where else ken everywhere everywhere just facebook twitter at alicia malone instagram 
Yep. You see lots of hugs. Lots of hugs, a lot of awkward jumping. moments. Yeah, awkward moments. A lot of Malone marriage proposals Malone. to Gyllenhaal. And um, <laughs> if you want to tweet her about a movie, she will be happy to yes. talk about it. Let me know any suggestions you have that I should I should make Ken watch. I, I love Absolutely. reading your suggestions. And that and the, the suggestions the, the suggestions have to take into account who I am. And if you're a Knapsack Files listener, you know that I'm a um, well, just kind of a helpless curmudgeon who needs to uh, uh, find movies that uh, pump up his own uh, failing ego. So Alicia's tapped into that quite well. <laughs> so your suggestions can't be great. Gremlins or Ghostbusters or any other thing like that. It has to be something that uh, you have to you have to guess good. I Maybe see you we'll as do. a romantic at heart. That's how I see you. Maybe. Yes. I may have written a large number of handwritten love letters in my life. Yeah, I can see that. You can tell. <laughs> All right. That has been Alicia Malone's Film School Episode 2. You can only, you can go ahead and take us out because it is your show. Thank you so much for listening to Alicia Malone's Film School. I uh, hope you enjoyed It Happened One Night and uh, we'll be back soon with more. <laughs>